welcome to the Wisdom of Wise Women podcast. My name is Christy Casey. I'm the host of this show, and I am also an original medicine healer. Um, I work out of a collective that I'm co-creating. It's called Resonance Restorative. Um, so if that's interesting to you and you'd like to know more, I'm going to drop the link to the website in the show notes. Um, it's always so fun to have new people hanging out and asking questions and meeting me and um, just getting familiar with the work that I do. Um, it's definitely uh, a niche and um, it has a lot of shamanic influence and that's because I walk a shamanic path. So if that's interesting to you, like you're right where you belong <laughs> always. Um, and I'm sure that there's something there for you if you're curious to learn more. Okay, so I want to talk about a few things that have happened for me that you might resonate with a bunch. Um, first of all, that full moon in Leo was... <laughs> okay, it was... It like blew my heart up. Um, and love has just been such a theme lately and really just getting stronger. It's really just like this strong undulation right now and um, just sort of like retrieving what love is and becoming love in all ways is, is sort of like the ask. Um, and I just wonder if every, if anybody else has had some interesting full moon experiences, you can shoot me an email and let me know what your experience was. Um, it was a really powerful one. I know that I've talked to a lot of people who said like, yeah, wow. Um, so, so that happened. Um, what else? Yeah. I mean, just a general, uh, wintry feeling here where I am in the Chicago area. We have a ton of snow outside and it's like in the negative. So whether you're on Celsius or Fahrenheit, it is below zero on both temperature scales. So in fact, a friend in Berlin told me that it's negative 20 degrees Celsius in Chicago right now. So yeah, makes sense. It's super cold. However, it is sunny, so we are blessed by the sun, which is the saving grace here at this time, and otherwise, staying home is the key, so I'm just cozy in my kitchen on a Sunday morning recording this show for you, so, <laughs> and I've also been really busy creating. Over the last few weeks, I've been talking about some of the new offerings that I've been guided to put out into the world and my portfolio of work, and the one that I want to talk about a little bit today is uh, the self-study program. Um, this is this is uh, self-guided mostly uh, with me as your anchor, basically, and you can have me as your anchor as much or as little as you'd like. Um, and what happens is we build the program together. We talk about what your goals are and what direction you're looking to go in and what you're hoping to learn. Um, and then I find the right resources to help you do that and I help guide you through that learning process. So um, it's a little bit more hands-off than a mentorship program. Um, it's, it's, an, it's definitely an interdependence um, with you really taking the lead um, on, your, on your own research, basically. It's like self-research. 
Um, so if that's interesting to you, I'm going to put the link in the show notes and we can definitely talk about it. You can always book a call with me there. Totally free, no obligation. Just to let me know, you know, what you're doing, what you need, and if I can help you in any way. So yeah, so that's always available. So yeah, so lots of new things going on. Um, in a few weeks, I'll have more announcements. So it's just, it's a, yeah, it's a very like creative and fruitful time. Um, anyways, so I hope you're all doing well wherever this finds you, whenever it's finding you. Welcome if you're new here. Welcome back if you've been hanging out pretty consistently. I'm so happy to have you such a beautiful community that that comes and hangs out and listens to my voice and resonates with these words so welcome okay so today I have something big that I want to talk about and the name of today's episode is your mission is blessed by spirit and I um as always, I'm riffing from personal experience, and I think that this is a really needed message right now. So this is kind of like a two-parted episode where I'm going to talk about how we can know when we're leading a spirit-blessed mission, and then the second part is how the external world tries to pull us out of it and ways that we can like reroute, right? So um, that's what we're going to do today. So if you're feeling like a little bit unclear or you're feeling like people just don't understand or you're feeling uh, like you need some affirmation and you just need somebody to to remind you who you are, you know, you're definitely in the right place. So we're going to do that. Um, And then I'm going to close with a poem, a very short poem that I wrote about this that I actually shared on Instagram. And then that will be it for this week. So yeah, let's jam. Welcome to this sacred jam. Um, Yeah, so I just want you to maybe close your eyes for a moment and get into your body. Remember your breath. And I want these words to just wash over you for a moment. Your mission is blessed by spirit. And I just want you to notice the words that come up around this, the feelings and sensations in the body that come up. If you feel tingling, if you feel lightness, how how does your heart respond? So, okay, when we have a mission, right, we want to know that it's like our thing. You know, so many people are looking for their thing and they want to do something really compelling with their time and with their energy and with their work, you know? So it's like the question becomes, well, how do I know if my mission is blessed by spirit? And <laughs> the short and very vexing answer that I'm going to elaborate on a little bit is, well, you just have a feeling of knowing, basically. 
you know, and that's coming through relationship with all different parts of you, you know, so knowing that your, your mission is blessed by spirit means having cultivated a relationship with spirit and your spirit self. So these practices can come through yoga, they can come through meditation, um, they can come through uh, healing modalities, they can come through any kind of of work like that that you set aside for like your spiritual self and obviously this flows into other parts of us, right? And then there's the somatic piece, which is the body piece. And when we have these sensations, they're telling us a story. And so when you know you're on the right track, you can feel that in your body. There are signals that your body will send you. There are messages that your body will communicate by how it responds to something that you're doing. So that's another really clear way to know if you're aligned and if your mission is really blessed by, by spirit, by your spirit self. Um, so yeah, and then truly when you say, I'm going to do this, I feel like I'm being called to do this, and you start doing it, affirmations in, in big and small ways great and small, we'll start showing up for you. I, I promise you. Um, and I can tell you that this has happened to me recently several times. Um, once was when I had published, uh, I had just put out, released the men's mentorship program. And right after that, a man booked a call with me. (laughs) So that was like, a, it was like, okay, beautiful. I see you. Amazing. And then another time, also around that same time, was I redid the Singer Storyteller sound page um, on my website and a musician signed up for my newsletter. So it's like little things like this that you can just know that you're getting a nod from the universe or a nod from spirit saying, yes, keep going. This is where you're, you're headed in the right direction, you know? So just being open to these affirmations is so important. Um, yeah, so if you're struggling to kind of know what your mission is, you definitely have one. Every single one of us incarnates on this material plane to do something of great value and we all have a unique lesson or set of lessons that we're looking to learn or we may have some karma that we're ending in this lifetime that's that's how it that's how it goes we all come in with something and we all work towards releasing it in one way or another whether healing it whether um, releasing it as a project into the world, releasing it as um, some form of our voice being expressed. So getting clear on that mission is sort of a different topic. (laughs) But just know that when you do find it or when you do feel those nudges and, and prompts, that that's spirit, that's your spirit self, your soul self nudging you to step into your fully ordained soul mission. Um, And anytime you step towards that, it's blessed, you know, and knowing that you're not separate from spirit is another really important 
recognition to pay here because when we know that we're not separate from spirit, we know that we are doing the work of spirit. And I hope that makes sense. Um, and that we don't, we don't have to be constantly asking ourselves if this is what spirit wants because, well, we are spirit manifested in a body, you know, and um, we're not separate. We are, we are all raised from the same ball of light. And knowing that helps us really release into our own power and understand our, full ex- our own ways to be fully expressed and to take up something that feels um, a little less than what's like normal in air quotes for the earthly plane, right? Like rather than a nine to five or a, a you know, a very like culturally prescribed way of living, we suddenly feel like we, we want to do it a different way. And that's because like our spirit self is then running the show. So that's kind of how you know. Um, and there's a lot of levels of fear that you'll have to, to bust through. <clears throat> fear, the journey with fear will ask you to make many courageous um, attempts at breaking glass ceilings. And sometimes you'll bump up against them for quite a while. And that's totally okay. Um, and then the, the other thing that the second part of the show today is what happens when people or externals try to shame you out of your connection with spirit or they try to divide you in some way and that's really that that's this is really where the heart and the intention of my sharing comes in today and I'm going to give you three examples of situations that I'm sure we've all found ourselves in at one point or another and I just want you to take what resonates right now and you can leave the rest and just see if this doesn't nourish you, because I really hope it does. So the first thing is when something external tries um, to encourage you to be vulnerable and then they discredit you, right? So these are people, um, yeah, people usually or always people that you know, ask for your vulnerability and they ask you to open up and they'll let you know that they're there to support you and, um, you know, they want to know about your human experience and, you know, that kind of thing. They really invite you to be vulnerable. And then when you share that vulnerability with them and you open up about your struggle and your humanness and all the ways that you don't quite have it together or where you're sort of you know, stuck in a mud pit, they then use that to discredit you and say like, well, you know, I don't know how you can possibly be doing the work that you're doing if, if this is such a struggle for you, you know? And the thing about this is that it's not necessarily done in such an overt way. Um, this can be done in a very covert way and it can be done in a very like, passing comment, passing gesture, body language kind of way. Um, But those kind of subliminal messages are easy to pick up on. Like you can feel the shame starting to rise. And 
any time that any being, person, entity tries to to shame you for being vulnerable um, and tries to shame your work because you have a human experience and tries to sell you that you don't belong doing what you're doing and having your experience because of because of your messiness, because of your imperfection, because of your struggles, they're trying to divide you from your spirit-led mission. And they're trying to take you away from what you know. And they may not even be aware that they're doing this, right? Oftentimes, this kind of behavior or this kind of... Um, way of relating to others is done like very unconsciously and they've forgotten that they're also spirit (laughs) and they've allowed other things to take over tools of separation you know so a good way to remember that vulnerability is absolutely key to survival in a world that is true and loving um, and true and is key to survival in authentic, deep, fulfilling, nourishing relationships, um, you can just come back to who you are and who you know yourself to be, you know, and that means I'm human, I am messy, I am imperfect, and my vulnerability is what makes me extremely strong and courageous. And I will continue to show up vulnerably and I will continue to be in my heart when I am sharing my work, when I am sharing about myself, when I am sharing about my life. And I belong in my experience because the human experience is not driven by perfection or it can be and then it becomes a very unhealthy experience. So anytime you're willing to step into this arena of vulnerability, this is sort of how Brene Brown puts it in Rising Strong, um, just it's okay to be shamed. Well, it's not okay, but it's going to happen. Somebody's going to try to shame you. Somebody's going to try to knock you down. And as long as you can get back up and stand tall and remind yourself how much blessing vulnerability brings to your life, not only will you feel affirmed and stronger, you will also, um, you will also fine-tune your discernment. You know, you'll understand different things to look out for with people or your intuition will heighten so that you come into contact with these kinds of people less and less. Um, And so this is part of the learning journey, right? Like we have to understand who we can trust and who we can't at this time. So, and this becomes really tricky when it's people that we've had in our lives for a long time. Like this can be, you know, a really close friend or a cousin or somebody like that. And, um, And this goes for any of these examples. Once they start kind of like trying to divide us from what we know we're here to do, We have to get really clear on what our boundaries are for that relationship and if we actually need that energy in our lives at this moment, you know, because when we're trying to root into our mission and especially when we're first sort of 
like a fledgling on the path, we need less of the naysayers um, and the shamers and more of the you can and you will people. And sometimes that you can and you will is going to just have to come from within, you know, and you might have to distance yourself from some of the external things that try to negate that. Um, and those relationships can evolve over time. It's not necessarily like a death sentence to the relationship. It's just about choosing yourself and choosing your mission because your mission is, is blessed by spirit and therefore it is love. Okay, so, so yeah, that's super painful when that happens and it feels like a betrayal and it is a betrayal. It absolutely is a betrayal. When somebody shames you for being vulnerable after they invite your vulnerability, that is not on you, right? Like that is not yours to own. Um, you can ride through the shame storm and know that on the other side, your strength uh, your, your courage and your discernment are going to be stronger and more robust. So, okay, so the second example I want to give is they, somebody tries to hand you all the reasons why you can't, right? So, oh my God, how are you going to make money? You're not going to make enough money. You can't because you have kids. You can't because you have this responsibility. You can't because you're a certain skin color, um, and I will speak to this from my personal experience and in the type of way that I'm showing up in this lifetime as, as somebody who follows a shamanic path. Um, I already have had somebody or, yeah, somebody tell me that, like, being a white woman and doing this kind of work is uh, basically like a road to new colonialism and um, is not like ethical or I'm selling indigenous wisdom for profit and exploiting it, um, which is all very interesting to see how people's minds work on these kinds of things. Um, but there's also, this is a separation tactic again, right? Like this is not, this is not um, recognition of people's divinity. It is not the recognition of um, a soul mission is, is beyond how somebody looks always, right? Because like soul and spirit knows no color, right? It is all colors. It is all, it is a prism, um, and so why our souls choose to incarnate in a certain body color and type just usually goes along with some of the lessons that it wants to learn. And so when we take the commitment of knowing that we are part of spirit, we can then describe our bodies in a more detached way. So a friend said this to me the other day, and I absolutely loved it, so I'm going to share it with you now. She said, I am a holy essence in a white body with female parts. That is it. <laughs> That's what we are. Every single one of us is a holy essence in a body that has certain traits. 
right? The body is the vehicle. The soul is the driver. So when somebody tries to tell you you can't because it's so shame provoking, right? Like when, when somebody tries, so another great example is for parents, you know, and you like want to do this side project or you want to write a book or you want to, um, I don't know, get involved with something, join the Peace Corps, whatever it is. I don't know, whatever it is. And then somebody is like, oh, but your kids and um, do you really have time for that right now? Yeah, but you're already working so much. And oh, but if you quit your job, how are you going to pay for your life? And, you know, those types of things. But like kids come up all the time and like dependence and using those to be like, you can't do this because you have all these dependents, you know, and all these things that need things from you. Um, and that is a really effective shame tactic. Um, and it's such, a, it's such a, an excellent way or efficient way to divide uh, physical reality with spiritual reality and therefore try to divide yourself from your soul mission. Um, and that is a storm that every single one of us is going to have to ride out no matter what we're doing in our lifetime. Um, and so I would recommend or encourage that when these situations arise, if you are, if you have the capacity to see yourself as spirit, to just remind yourself that that person is spirit too, and they've forgotten who they are and that they be generous with them. Like they Think that they have their best and your best interest in mind. And some people don't. Some people are just malicious. And that's, again, that's not yours. That's their karma or their lesson that they have to work out for themselves, right? So just remember that as well. But if it's somebody who truly does love you and want good things for you, try to be really generous with them and just understand that they're operating from a place of fear. They're operating from a place of um, they don't want to see you fail. They're operating from a place of wanting to protect you in some way. And again, this is a lower ego form of protection. This isn't their higher self being like, you shouldn't do this. This is not blessed by spirit, right? Like this is very much a lower ego popping in to give its two cents. And so when you can just sort of, and you can do this after the interaction if you can just kind of go back and feel into the interaction and feel action and feel your own higher self interacting with their higher self what was that energy like you know because that that's the energy that you can really take away because if that's somebody who truly loves you you know like maybe it's your grandma or somebody they're saying that they're saying one thing but their spirit self their higher self is saying something different their higher self is hugging you and telling you how great it is that you're remembering your divinity, you know? So you can feel back into that energy if that's helpful for you. Um, and otherwise, these are kind of conversations that as you go along and as you become more rooted and clear on your mission, it, it becomes easier to put a stop to them in a really loving, firm way. Like, yes, I hear what you're saying, Grandma, I've given this a lot of consideration and, you know, I think that this is going to benefit me and the people I love hugely. 
you know? And so when you say that with conviction and you say it because you know it, people will back down. People will step off of their, I can't, you can't, um, soapbox. I don't know what the right word is here, (laughs) but, and they may even come away feeling really inspired, honestly. And this takes a lot of practice. And in the beginning, like I said, when you're a fledgling and you're just sort of stepping out and getting some vision on what you'd like to be doing, be super discerning about who you share it with, right? Teach yourself to be discerning. You teach yourself to lean into your intuition. And sometimes you can't share right away with your family. You can't share right away with people who you wish you could share with. That's just a hard reality. Um, but it's about really protecting that connection that you're building to your work and to your mission and to your soul self. So whatever you have to do to do that, honor it and just go where guided. And then at some point when you're ready, you can, you can share it with these people. And I know this because I made the mistake many times of sharing things that I wanted to do with my life, with my first family, for example. And they were like, you know, you can't, right? Initial knee-jerk reaction, you can't. And that had squelched me from doing a lot of things that I really wanted to do many, many times. So as I grew and grew into my, my mission, I just started get really, getting really careful and discerning about the timing and how much I shared and when I shared and with whom. And this, again, takes a lot of practice and it's going to take a lot of um, sharing with somebody feeling totally like you shouldn't have <laughs> and then strengthening and fine-tuning that discernment again, right? So again, shame-evoking situations leave a huge opportunity for growth and um, discernment and strength and courage, right? And when you look at it like that, you can ride the storm a little bit easier because you know what's on the other side. Um, Okay, so... Yes. So the third example I want to give is when somebody questions your validity or your authenticity. Okay. So (laughs) this happens all the time, unfortunately. Um, And these are moments when we either we we can react in two ways and both of them carry a lot of shame. One is we can be like, I cannot believe that person said that to me. There's that. And so the shame storm is still raging in the background. Or we can be like, oh my God, I'm totally inauthentic and what I said was not appropriate. I'm so embarrassed and ashamed. Or not embarrassed, I'm ashamed. Right? I'm ashamed of who I am and what I did. So it's super painful. And this can come up in a lot of ways. And basically this is this is the external something telling you that you're not enough. Um not good enough, not creative enough, not smart enough, not knowledgeable enough, not researched enough, whatever it is, not xyz enough. And it's a form of scarcity. 
Because really and truly, you are the authority on your your validity, first of all, but for sure your authenticity. You know when you're being authentic. And if you are, you can give no dams about somebody who says that you're not. Right. And yes, that takes a that takes a long time again to get to that place where it's like, I hear what you're saying, and I'm not gonna I'm not taking any of this with me, you know? That takes a while. That takes a lot of standing up, falling down, standing up, falling down before you can actually stand up and stay standing and just be like, this is not even for me. Like I'm not even gonna <laughs> I'm not even gonna engage this. Because it's just not, it is not, it's not right. And you can't, you, I am enough. Thank you very much. I am enough. Um, so yeah. So like, how can this come up in a more specific way? This can come up when somebody says, um, I don't know, like if you're creating something and um, you're, you don't really, you don't. I don't know. Okay, this can come up like if you're making something, like you're designing something, like a website or something like that, and you're using photos that you didn't take or that aren't of you because you don't necessarily have photos of you that are capturing the the feel or the energy that you're looking to have in your work. And somebody says that you're not authentic because you don't have photos of yourself everywhere on every goddamn page. And, um, you know, the, the, your, the work isn't your original photography. So first of all, let me say it like this. You're one, if, if you're one person creating your mission from the ground up, remember that you're one person, right? You don't have to have everything. This is such a lie that culture tells you, like, you have to have the fanciest this. You have to have... Um, the most professional that you have to have blah 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 you don't have to have anything you just have to have blessing of spirit if you have that you have everything you need I promise Um, and remember this what one person says you know is like dissonant for them or not aesthetically pleasing somebody else will come along and be like this is so beautiful I love what I'm looking at I feel so at home here Right. And any artist will tell you that anybody who who spends a lot of time creating art and visual art will tell you that like. And this just comes down to the fact that your work isn't going to be for everyone. Not everybody is going to understand your vision and not everybody's going to want to climb aboard your boat. And that is totally okay. That doesn't mean that your mission is not blessed by spirit. And I will tell you from my own experience that I had to learn this because in the beginning I was like, yes, my work is for everyone. I can work with everyone. I can do what I do for everyone and everybody will have this amazing experience and everybody's going to understand this because everybody needs this. While I do remain true to the fact that I think everybody needs this work, I realize that not everybody is going to be able to get on this boat with me and ride this river Um, and that is okay. I now know that my mission, my work, my voice will resonate for some and not all. And I'm completely okay with that. Some people will see my website and say, this is a, 
this is a catastrophe, this is a disaster, this is a crime against web design or whatever. And some people will get on there and be like, I feel soothed, I feel seen, I feel loved, I feel like this is a healing place, I feel like there's space for me here. And that's beautiful. That is wonderful, you know? And I know that I'm authentic. I know that I'm heart-led. I know that I'm creating what spirit is asking me to create. So the more I know that, the more I give my attention to the things and the energies that do resonate and pay less attention to what doesn't resonate and who wants to tell me that I'm that my that my voice isn't valid because I'm not buying like a bunch of stuff that like actually I don't even need to to do like I'm not guided if I'm not guided to do it I'm not doing it right and I'm always guided to be authentic and I'm completely rooted in my own words right like how the words are coming through they are my authenticity they are my soul speaking they are all of these things and so if this is you and people are trying to barrage you with what you don't have and sell you on scarcity and tell you how much you aren't enough and how inauthentic you are because you don't look or act or create like everybody else not that's not for you that's not yours don't carry it you don't need to carry it there is no truth in that if you know that you're blessed by spirit and you're walking the way that you're being guided to walk keep going your beauty is unique your beauty is yours your voice is yours we don't we're not looking for cookie cutter anymore we're not looking for um everybody to be doing everything themselves and ha- and being like this perfect presentation right like for women and this is also comes up in Brene Brown's research like the one of the most shame evoking things is like perfectionism and having to look like we have it all together all the time and so if somebody comes to your work and tells you what you don't have they're playing on this shaming imperfection wound societal wound and that wound doesn't need to be yours anymore you can lift yourself out of that by just saying well I have what I need I will always have what I need I'm my mission is ordained and blessed by spirit and if I love it and I'm and I know I'm being authentic and I think it's beautiful that is enough that truly is enough and the thing about that is you have to be able to say that to yourself as well. Like, I love me. I think I'm beautiful. I enjoy my own company. I am enough. And then that translates into everything else you do, right? Like that pillar of self has become so strong that it just resonates into everything that you create and put out into the world. So yes, it can be totally shame evoking. And yes, the shame storm gets shortened when you learn to say, I am enough and I shall not be moved from this. Yeah. So shame tactics are just, they're everywhere and they're going to come. And especially when you decide to get, you know, more vocal about your work and really start to put yourself out there so that you can be seen and show up for it consistently. Um, 
people are going to come at you. People are going to like think that they're entitled to tell you who you are and who you can and can't be. And they're not. They're definitely not. And what's more important is they've forgotten who they truly are. And you don't need to get pulled into forgetting who you truly are, right? It, it does happen to everybody at some point, of course. And you don't need to have it, you don't need to be pulled out of what you know by somebody who doesn't know at that moment, you know? Um, it's like, choose the voice that speaks the strongest, not, not the loudest. And this goes back to what I was saying in the beginning about what is your body telling you? What is your heart saying? How are, how are your feelings reacting, your emotions reacting? What are the signals that you're getting, you know? And as long as you're following those signals that feel wonderful, feel affirming, bolstering, nourishing, you're totally on the right track. And the universe will show you that and it will test you. So just know that, know that shame situations are a test. And sometimes they can feel like, well, I'm getting tested pretty prematurely here. But it's, that's just a way for you to strengthen your discernment and to tighten up on your boundaries and be more aware of what you're allowing in and what you are not. You know, And it's going to ask you to get really serious about how you protect your mission and stand tall for it and in it. Um, so the, the best way that I've found to stay rooted during a shame storm is to find a mirror to help you remember who you are. Like if you're like really upset, you know, and you have this fully emotional, full body response to the shame because it definitely can happen, um, find that mirror. Maybe it's a, a really good friend. Maybe it's a mentor or a teacher. Maybe it's um, a, a, just a really healthy, open, accepting relationship that you have. Maybe that's your partner. Um, or maybe it's just like a self-soothe in a meditation or, um, yeah, a, pra- a breathwork practice or something recorded that you can listen to that helps you remind you of who you truly are and kind of get your nervous system back into alignment and into a peaceful state. And, that's going to help you so much to recognize, okay, I'm totally in shame right now. I'm totally being pulled out of who I am. And this is trying to divide me from my mission and from spirit's blessing. And I can't have that. So now I have to get, now I have to get right again. You know, now I have to remember. Um, and this can, t- this can happen over d- several days. You know what I'm saying? Like this doesn't ha- necessarily have to be like, okay, I did the thing and now I'm perfectly okay again. That's again, that's a practice that takes time and diligence and devotion to be able to leave painful things behind and let it flow away from us without um, kind of agonizing over it or letting it sort of creep back in you know this is definitely something that I'm also working on so I think that this is kind of a lifelong thing that will always come up for for us as we move through our experience and especially when we're standing out in front of our work in the world so yeah so that's my recommendation is to just find that mirror whatever that mirror can be for you find it and ask it to to help you remember. Um, and then the other thing is, 
if you know you have something valuable and you can see and serve, you can see how you can serve the world with it, with your whole self, and your mission is like medicinal because it's just so, so like enlivening and nourishing and is such a, such a, comes from such a deep place. Um, it becomes so much less about what critics say and so much more about how you feel about your life, right? So like, and again, this is an evolutionary process and the more you lean into what you're creating and the more you get these intuitive hits and these creative downloads and sparks and the more you're flowing through your projects, the less you're going to care about what some person is saying, and I, I'm saying some person, and I don't mean it in like a flippant way. It can be somebody that's really important to you, and you can still be like, nope, this isn't mine. I'm not carrying this, you know? That's actually the most loving thing to do for yourself and for the other person is to be like, thank you, no thank you. Um, because a lot of times those kinds of conversations can really prompt a dialogue that they have with themselves. Not always. But sometimes, and when you do it in a loving way, nobody needs to like ride through a shame storm, you know? So the more clear and the more devoted and dedicated and stronger you're rooted, the less, the less of a storm it will be when people try to divide you from your spirit mission or your spirit blessed mission. <sighs> yeah. Shame is a tough one, and if you haven't read any of Brene Brown's work, I would highly recommend it. It's really wonderful, and she makes a lot of really impactful points um, that can just help you understand, like, your experience in shame. So, um, you know, we're talking about it here from a, from a spiritual perspective. She's looking at it from a research perspective um, and a human experience perspective, so it's their choruses, their echoes of the same chorus of Hallelujah in my book. So, um, yeah, I'll link her out in the show notes as well. Um, and I just want to close with this poem. I wrote this the other night and I shared it on Instagram and this is it. When spirit blesses you with beauty, with wisdom, with bravery, with belonging, with dignity, with a big heart, and someone comes along and wants to divide you from that blessing with their words, their actions, their criticisms, their opinions. Remember that you are one with your blessing of spirits. You are spirit in a glorious, unique form with a meaningful, unique mission. And whoever is trying to convince you otherwise, though also spirit, has forgotten who and what they truly are and has chosen to use a weapon of separation instead. Uh Okay, welcome back from that jam. I hope it made sense. Sometimes I feel like I talk and I'm saying things and they make sense to me and then I'm not sure how they translate in in my like with my voice and out into the world so i really hope 
that it makes sense. I hope that you feel nourished by this. I hope you feel seen and understood because these are truly um, three examples that I've experienced lots of times and also very recently. Um, and it's very much a part of a hum- the human experience. So I just want to, I just wanted to go through these and let you know, like, that your mission is totally blessed by spirit, that you are spirit, that you are walking in the way that is so needed in this world right now. And the less you can care about outside pressures and the more you can focus on what you're doing and why it's unique and beautiful, the better off we're all going to be, I promise you. Let the people who don't understand just not understand. Let them come to you with their questions. You don't need to go to them. When they're ready and they have questions, you can be spacious and welcome them. And until then, you know, just keep doing what you feel guided to do and what you feel called and lit up by to do. And um, this goes back to kind of what I was saying last week with the Celtic Light Festival of Imbolc. And we're, we're just, we're feeding our fire, right? We're feeding our passions, we're feeding our love, we're feeding our joy. And usually what lights those things up in us is completely um, heart-led, spirit-led. Not usually, it always is that way. So if you're in your fire right now and you're doing something, the only thing that you have to be careful of is who you allow to share your fire. Because again, some people will try to They'll try to dim it or douse it, and we don't want that. We want you. We want you fully in your mission. We want you fully jamming along to your creative beat, and we want you um, being so, feeling so inspired and feeling so blessed to be doing that. So if I can support you in any way, and if I can, um, I don't know, offer you any kind of mirrorship or validation or um, I don't know whatever you might need please let me know Um, definitely feel free to book a free call with me and we can spend that time just um, sending out a lot of encouraging vibes you know so whatever you need there's a good chance that it can be met and I'm definitely willing to do my best and yeah I hope this show was nourishing for you and I hope to see you um, in other spaces or um, somewhere out in the world doing your thing so I'm sending you lots of love and blessings for your week my blessings and the blessings of spirit to you